to the lightning round. Well, hello, and welcome to the Dave Kirshner Lightning Round Podcast. I am your host. <sighs> okay, folks. <laughs> this is good. This is a strange-ass week. But let's get to our general bits of news and housekeeping here. It is uh, episode 79. We are in... Week 67 of the 46 Quadrennial Hunger Games. We have 185 days to the midterm, 913 days to the presidential election. A lot of us had, um, what do they call it? We had an, an election of sorts. It was the, uh, the primaries on Tuesday. Uh, 22 Trump-endorsed candidates. All 22 of the candidates that were endorsed by Trump won their primary, so they'll go to the general election, which is the midterms in November. Uh, in Ohio, there was quite the quandary. Um, one of the, the candidates that was endorsed by Trump was on record in the 2016 election and the first year or so of his of his presidency just bashing the guys he said he was a never trumper said he had to uh, maybe hold his nose and pull the lever for killery and was just generally negative on president trump and and um i guess at some point later in the trump presidency he walked a lot of that back once he saw he had been wrong about Trump and what Trump stood for and what Trump was set to accomplish. Um, and he weighed the Trump presidency on the merits of what he was saying and doing. Um, and that didn't sit well, even though he walked it back and said he was wrong, came out and admitted. He said, I was wrong. I thought it was going to be a train wreck. He's probably the greatest president we've ever had in terms of what he was able to accomplish. He, and he came, he was very forthright about it. But it sat with a lot of people in a bad way. And then you had Josh Mandel, and you had um, a businessman, Mike Gibbons. Um, and they finished one, two, three. J.D. Vance got the primary win. And... A lot of people had a hard time with, I mean, it was a very abusive uh, primary with these guys. I mean, they were, Gibbons and Mandel damn near came into a fist fight at one of the, um, uh, what do they call them, the debates. Um, you know, it was just, it was crazy what they were, what they were doing in Ohio. So, um but J.D. Vance won. Uh, there were also a couple... Um, there were a couple folks that wanted to unseat Governor DeWine uh, because they wanted DeWine to be more like um, the Florida governor and DeSantis. 
you know, because he was implementing lockdowns and he was doing mask mandates and he was doing all this stuff. And, you know, they, they were giving away a million dollars in a lottery for people to go get the jabs. And, you know, that didn't sit well with a lot of people. Um, but he won his primary, so he'll go up against the Democrat challenger, um, former governor or former mayor of uh, Dayton. Is the is going to be the the govern the Democratic challenger to the incumbent Republican Mike DeWine. Uh, <laughs> and the irony was we couldn't vote for uh, we could vote for senator. But we couldn't vote for congressmen because Ohio hasn't finished putting together the congressional district maps. And they met this week several times before the state Supreme Court uh, deadline. And as they're in there trying to deliberate over these lines on these maps... Left-wing protesters are in there screaming at them. I mean, how are you supposed to get any work done when you got a room full of shrill, and I'm telling you, you watch the video footage on this, a bunch of shrill women, not to disparage women, but they were all women, screaming at them behind their masks. Fair districts now! Fair districts now! And I'm just looking at them, I'm like, there's my crazy fucking neighbor. I was actually looking for her. I was looking for her on that video because she's already been to a bunch of these protests screaming fair districts now. The left is not happy unless the advantage is on them. So it doesn't matter what they draw. If, the, if they don't gain an advantage, they won't be satiated. And they'll just start screaming racism. And they're going to start screaming about how this is depriving blacks and POCs the ability to vote. Bullshit. If you are a citizen of this country, 9.99999% out of 10, you have an ID. It's all you need. Go to the voting polls. Lo voting poll locations with your ID. You get to go vote. And if you go to the wrong one, they'll tell you which one you need to go to. It's not hard. It's not racist. It's not subduing the black vote. This is a bunch of bullshit. They don't know what else to scream, so they just scream racism. It's crap. It's crap, I tell you. But, I thought I'd share that with you. Uh, oh, uh, gold is currently trading it's bouncing around it's actually come down a little bit uh it's bouncing around 1880 dollars an ounce uh silver's bouncing around uh it's down a little bit it's down to about 23 dollars an ounce platinum is at 985 palladium is at 2255 those are all hundreds or thousands $985 an ounce for platinum, $2,255 for palladium, and rhodium is coming down. Rhodium is only $17,750 an ounce. So, yeah, good times. That's fun. Uh, I did see there were there have been a couple spikes 
in gold and, and silver in, in the last two years. Um, particularly in, in uh, the summer of 2020. Now, if you have forgotten, the summer of 2020 was the summer of the riot. Everybody and their brother could have a riot about whatever they wanted. They would disguise it as a peaceful protest, and that's how the mainstream media reported it. Oh, it was a peaceful protest. Meanwhile, don't pay attention to the three cop cars in the background that are on fire. Peaceful protest. Pay no attention to that man picking up the newspaper bin, you know, the, the, the big metal distribution points where they put out papers and flyers and stuff. Somebody would pick one up and throw it through a Starbucks window, which I wasn't all that sad about because I think Starbucks is a bunch of communists. So, you know, hey, good on me. But, yeah, so there was a huge spike, not only in the gold and silver prices, but there also was a huge spike in gun sales all summer long. And it wasn't just, you know, the good old boys down the country road that were buying more guns. These were people that had never owned a gun before in their life. And they were like, screw this. You're not breaking into my house. You're not running through my yard, you Antifa bastards. You little BLM protesters. No, you come near me and my kids and my family and my house, I'm going to shoot your ass. That's what all those gun sales were. The bulk of those gun sales were first-time gun buyers. Speaking of guns, I got something going on in my nose right now. Speaking of guns, a friend of mine, uh, his son, and he, he is in a youth baseball league. And uh, it's the Clear Fork Youth League. It's in Ohio. And they are having a gun raffle. So I sent, he sent me an image, right? He said, hey, here's the raffle. Are you interested? And I was like, hell yeah. I bought $100 worth of tickets. They're 10 tickets, 10 bucks a ticket. They are raffling off three guns. The Smith & Wesson 357 Magnum 66-8 Combat. (laughs) A Springfield Armory XDM Elite 9mm. (laughs) <laughs> pew, pew. pew pew and they're off auctioning off or not uh they're raffling off an anderson arms ar-15 223556 <laughs> reach out and touch somebody so i told him that i was gonna give him and his son and their raffle a shout out on my podcast so if you live in Ohio and you're interested, actually it doesn't matter where you live, but I'm going to start with Ohio first because of gun laws. If you live in Ohio and you're interested in a ticket, shoot me an email at djkpublishinghouse at gmail.com. djkpublishinghouse at gmail.com. They're $10 a ticket. Shoot me an email. Tell me you're interested. Tell me how many tickets you want. I'll need your address and your phone number. And then I'll reply to you with my uh, Venmo QR code. And you can Venmo me the money and I'll get you your tickets. Or I can be removed from the entire equation once they give me their Venmo ad, their Venmo QR code. And then you can just Venmo the money to them. 
with your name and your address and your phone number. If you do not live in Ohio, you can still enter per federal guidelines. So if you are out of state, I don't care if you're in Idaho, Montana, Illinois, wherever. If you win the raffle, you must coordinate with whoever's going to be doing the pickup for said firearms and have an FFL transfer from the Ohio dealer to the dealer in your state so that you can fill out the 4473. It doesn't matter which one you win, whether you're in Ohio or not, you're going to have to fill out the 4473 for the background check to pick up the firearm. But if you're out of state, you have, you know, an additional 20 to $40 or whatever the, whatever your FFL dealer charges for transfers, you're going to have to pay that. But it's eight. For 20 bucks, if you find a good, you know, if you find an FFL dealer, FFL dealer that'll do it for 20 bucks, or even if it's a hundred bucks, each one of these guns is over five, $600. So if you're interested in state, out of state, shoot me an email at djkpublishinghouse at gmail.com. And I'll give you all the information. Um, hopefully I'll get the QR code from, from the coach and uh, you guys can send your money to him directly along with your information. Um, so yeah, so there's my shout out, go support the kids, get new uniforms, pay for the rep, the umpires, uh, get new equipment, whatever, um, help support the little kids and get maybe get a free gun in the, in the process, you know, Hey, why not? Uh, some people might not be interested in doing that. They, they're like, Nope, I'm not giving out my address to anybody. I don't care if it's for a free gun or not. And that's on, that's up to you. Depending on your level of. OPSEC, maybe you do it, maybe you don't. I don't know. It's up to you. But shoot me an email at djkpublishinghouse at gmail.com. And once again, the guns are a Smith & Wesson 357 Magnum 66-8 Combat, a Springfield Armory XDM Elite 9mm, and an Anderson Arms AR-15 chambered in 223 and 5.56. So there you go. It's up to you. Uh, so I've covered midterm. Da -da, and da -da, da -da, da -da. Oh, so I thought it would be important to rehash some of the statistics I went over in the midweek preparedness show uh, as we talk about inflation. And I'm just going to give you the year-over-year -year increases as a summary to show you that not only is this administration clueless and feckless, but every federal agency that is supposed to be working on these problems, inflation, supply chain, border security, they're all dragging their feet. They're all respond they're all addressing it and responding it too late. So it it, it just Anyway, here's my list. I've highlighted the important parts. Uh, to rehash it, the Department of Agriculture said it, its index of prices received by U.S. farmers increased 31% from March of 21 to March of 22. The index tracks prices paid by initial buyers from U.S. farms, the first step of the food production chain in the U.S. 
The index attracts the cost farmers pay for commodities, services, taxes, interest, and wages rose 13% from 21 to 22. Okay, so what they're saying is farmers are paying 30% more for their seed, their fertilizer, what have you. But their commodities, services, taxes, interest, and wages, all of that stuff, it went up 13%. So it's a, it's a double whammy for the farmers. So what that means is if the farmers are paying more, then the middleman is going to want his cut. The distribution place is going to want his cut. The grocery store is going to want his cut. And who gets to pay for all of the increases? You do. I do. Because what used to be, you know, $1.50 for a dozen eggs is now $3.50. We're going to run it down real quick. Grain and oilseed is up 28% from last year. Feed grain is up 33% last, from last year. The price of corn at $6.56 a bushel is up $1.67 from last year. Food grain is up 44% from a year ago. Uh, the March price for wheat at $9.94 is $4.08 higher than March of last year. The price for rice, which is currently at $15.60 per hundred pounds, is $1.20 higher than it was in March of last year. And oilseed is up 18% from last year. Soybean price at $15.40 a bushel is $2.20 higher than it was last year. Vegetables and melons are up 68%. From March of 2021. Other crops beyond what was noted in uh, vegetables and melons, which is lettuce, onions, cauliflower, celery, broccoli, tomatoes, carrots, and sweet corn. Any other vegetables is still up 23% from last year. Meat is up 20% from last year. I should say other crops are up 23%. Meat is up 20%. Dairy is up 50%. Poultry and eggs is up 76%. And fruit and tree nuts is up 3.6%. No, inflation doesn't exist. That's what Biden's trying to tell you. His whole administration is denial. But yet he goes out and says, expect food shortages. How do you reconcile those two things? There's no inflation. The economy's doing great. But we're going to have food shortages. The GDP is shrinking. But we haven't had two straight quarters of, of negativity. So that's not really inflation now, is it? No, you have to have two quarters. We've only had one. Well, the second quarter is about to come to a close. We got, what? What is this? May? First, second week of May? You got a little over a month and a half. Then you're going to see it. They're going to say, well, now we're officially in a recession. But we're not really in a recession because we're doing great. No, we're not. 
and you're a dumbass. And it's not helping that there have been 30 acts of suspicious fires, plane crashes, explosions at key food industry plants. And it's not just food processing, it's fertilizer too. It's distribution plants. I've been keeping a running list. I talked about this uh, a week or two ago. Found an article, and the article was titled 16 Suspicious Fires or something like that. And I thought, well, that's interesting. And then I kept, I saw another article, and it was, and it listed different food uh, industry plants. So I just cobbled the list together. And then as each one comes out, I just keep adding to it. I've got 30. 30 suspicious pieces of activity, either fire, explosion, or a random plane crash at key food industry plants. And the latest one is one that came out this week. It was at Purdue Farms in Chesapeake, Virginia. Some of these are big names. Purdue, Kellogg, Made Right, uh, Harper's Market, Rio Fresh, General Mills, Cargill Neutrina Feed Mill, Nutrient AG Solutions, Winston Weaver Company, Oh, man, the list of Wisconsin River Meats, Nestle, uh, two Walmart distribution facilities, Taylor Farms, Shearer Foods, Tyson Foods. These are some big-ass facilities. And suddenly what? They all suddenly had problems at the same time? Suspicious. I find this all highly Suspicious. And as if the left hadn't gone far enough, uh, I should say, Governor DeSantis is doing us a solid. And by that I mean, Disney decided to wade in to politics. And that didn't go well for them. They've lost billions of dollars. Billions! Because they decided to announce their wokeness. They decided they like pedophiles and groomers. They decided that America and the world needs more characters that are not straight and white. They need gay Latinos and blacks. They need strong Black women, they need representation from the LGBTQ plus word salad. They were on record saying, we want this. This is where we're going. And then they attacked the Florida Parental Rights Bill. And Governor DeSantis said, <laughs> hold my beer. And I just think it's interesting that Governor DeSantis's response was, oh, you want to tell us how to run our state and govern our citizens. That's nice. Come here. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to strip you of your self-governing autonomy, and you owe us $200 million in taxes. And they countered and said, well, we haven't, 
they, the you guys haven't finished paying off these these uh, these other loans and things like that. Okay, well, let's go pay that off. And you know what happened? Because of D Governor DeSantis's response, that's why I think that he is um, he's going to have a good showing if he decides to run in twenty twenty four. Um, because a lot of people approve of what he did. But you know what you don't see anymore? You don't see any more of these companies attacking the Florida law. They all saw what Florida did to Disney and they said, oh, shit. You know what? I'm going to go see what's going on over here in this other room because I don't want to get taken down. I don't want to be throttled. I don't want to be canceled. Disney's got a big-ass problem. And these other companies, they're not coming to Disney's rescue. They're not coming to their aid. They literally saw what happened to Disney and their jaws hit the table. And they said, <laughs> screw that. I just think that that's, that that's interesting. But this, but I, I, I bring that up so that I can tell you about this. This is something that I found regarding Oregon. And I know what you're thinking. Dave, why would you even care what happens in Oregon? They're a bunch of leftist, communist, Antifa breeding dumbasses. I know. But I want you to see how crazy they are. And I said it before and I'll say it again. There are two genders. And if you're going to scream, follow the science. Okay, there's two genders. All you people that think you're a man but you were born a woman and vice versa. I think you need to see a psychiatrist. I really do. And those of you that I don't subscribe to the binary. I'm I'm this and I'm that and I'm non-binary. But ah, you've got problems and you need medical help. There are two friggin' genders. That's it. It's the binary or nothing. Just saying, but here we go in Portland and in Oregon. Here's what they said. Portland Public Schools will provide tampons in boys' restrooms by the end of 2023 to promote gender inclusivity. I'm not lying. That's what it says. See, here's the problem. You can't put tampons in a boys' bathroom because boys don't menstruate. You know who's in the boys' bathroom? Girls pretending to be boys. Oh, but we've got an emoji of a man that's pregnant now. No, you don't. You've got an emoji of a woman who thinks she's a man who is pregnant. That's a woman. Unless you were born with a functioning set of ovaries and a uterus, guess what? Science says... You're not getting pregnant. It's called gender dysphoria, and they're all crazy. But it goes on. As part of the Menstrual Dignity Act, all Oregon public elementary, middle, and high schools must offer menstrual products in men and women's restrooms to affirm transgender, intersex, non-binary, and two-spirit students. You gotta be shitting me! 
hell? This is how fucking crazy they are. And then, <laughs> you have the first draft of the Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade and Casey. And if you read through it all, I mean, it's a lot of legal uh, mumbo jumbo that I don't always understand because I'm not a lawyer. But if you read through it, it basically says, here's where the Supreme Court got it wrong in Roe. Here's where the Supreme Court got it wrong again in Casey. So we're going to correct all of these errors and overturn our previous decisions because the Supreme Court should not have made the decision on this matter. This is a state matter. And no matter how you feel about abortion, it was never a federal matter. It was always a state a state right, a state matter. You don't believe me? Look it up. But that's the actual truth. But the left is in meltdown mode. And I can't help but think. And that's all I'm going to say about the SCOTUS leak. I mean, I, whoever leaked it, they, they should never be allowed to practice law because they violated some laws. And I guarantee you, the person who leaked it is a leftist. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm putting that marker down. I'm just saying. Well, that's all I'm going to say about that. But I do want to say that I find it highly coincidental and suspicious that on the same day that a movie comes out that quantitatively asserts how the left cheated in the 2020 election with proof in 2000 Mules the same day that that movie comes out exposing their criminal acts there's a leak out of the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. As soon as the American public started zeroing in and paying attention to the content of 2,000 Mules, there's something else shiny, shinier to distract the country. Actually, before I get to uh, talking about 2,000 Mules, uh, I do have to issue a correction. So there's two movies called Rigged. One of them deals with the, uh, the college scandal where these rich-ass parents were paying the schools to get their kids in. Um, that's, that one won a bunch of awards and other stuff. There's another movie called Rigged, and it's about how Zuckerberg's, Zuckerberg's money was used at these nonprofits which they talk about in 2000 Mules, but it's a separate movie called Rigged. It's been put out by Citizens United. So do a search for Rigged Citizens United, and I think it's uh, $4.99 to watch it online. And uh, so I'm going to watch that this weekend, or maybe tonight. Who knows? I got a, my daughter has a dance competition, so I don't know if I'm going to have a whole lot of time. But I wanted to issue that correction. Now, for 2000 Mules. 
I would say that my wife and I were probably on the younger end of the age spectrum for people that went to go see this movie. It was a limited release. It was showing in, in and around the Columbus area at three different theaters. They had two theaters um, for seven o'clock showings. And that was it. So there were six showings in Columbus. And some of the theaters were medium-sized. Some of them were large. All of them were sold out. Every single one of them. During the course of that movie, as they presented their evidence, which was basically, they set, in their, the, in, to use their words, they set a high bar. And what they did was, they used geo-tracking of cell phone data, and they put in specific waypoints. They put in the waypoint for all of the drop boxes around a certain area in Philadelphia and in Atlanta and in Detroit and in Milwaukee and in Phoenix. And the high bar was that that geo-tracking for that phone had to go to at least... 10 drop boxes, and it had to go to at least five of these nonprofits. Looking at that evidence alone, that's where they got the name 2,000 Mules. Over 2,000 Mules in those five states, in those five cities, visited over five nonprofits where they picked up ballots. That's where the Zuck Bucks comes in because they were ballot harvesting. They were going to poor areas and they were saying, give us your ballot. We'll fill it. We'll, we'll get it delivered for you. Give us your ballot. We'll fill it out and we'll get it delivered for you. That's illegal. And or they didn't present any evidence on this, but I highly suspect that these nonprofits were literally printing ballots. And they were they printed enough ballots that matched the voter rolls. That's why the that's why the left is so opposed to having the voter rolls cleaned out. It means they can't cheat. If you take away all the dead people and you take away all the people that don't live there anymore, they're specifically looking, in my opinion, they're specifically looking for people that they know do not live in that city or in that state anymore. So if you say you went to college near Atlanta, and then you graduated, but then you got a job over in Mississippi. They are spending time, resources, and energy to go through the voter rolls, find all the people that are dead or recently dead, going through and finding all the people that have moved and registered in other states, and they are printing ballots in the state they used to live in and casting a vote for them. The Zuckbucks wasn't about getting out the vote. The Zuckbucks was about the printing press and generating more ballots. It's one man's opinion. But, my opinions aside, what they were able to show in 2000 Mules was in each of those five cities, they had 
enough evidence to show that they visited five nonprofits, picked up ballots, and then went to more than 10 drop boxes. And they dropped three in one. They dropped five in another. They dropped another five here. They dropped 10 there. And they did it incrementally over the course of two weeks. By doing that, they were able to turn the election to Joe Biden. No shit. That's what they did. When they lowered the bar and they said, how many, they gave me, they, they gave me a number. I wish I was able to take notes during the movie, but they gave a number as to how many votes were dropped illegally like this. And then by their estimate, they were saying, well, if they drop off three or if they drop off five or whatever. But if they lower the bar and say, well, if they only visited three nonprofits and they only visited five different Dropbox locations, this number I remember, it was a million. A million votes were illegally cast conservatively. That's a, that's a conservative number. All of this evidence comes out. And by the time I come out of the movie, the biggest thing being talked about in the country is the leak of the first draft of the overturning of Roe v. Wade. You don't, you don't find that coincidental? You don't find that suspicious? There is now, it, of all the people, people that went to bed knowing Trump was president again and then woke up and said, what the fuck just happened? That's what happened. It, my wife wanted to, you know, she's, she's the queen of talking. I'm not a big talker. <laughs> my podcast, notwithstanding, I'm not a big talker. I, I like to assess the situation. It's kind of that uh, fuck around and find out kind of mentality. I saw an interesting thing. Anyway, so my wife came out and I said, and she was like, well, what do you think? And I said, oh, I'm beyond furious. I am so fucking pissed right now. And she said, oh, why, why are you angry? I said, because I knew in my core, in my gut, with every fiber of my being, that they cheated their asses off. And now... I'm vindicated, knowing that I'm not wrong. We are not wrong. We are not crazy. We're not conspiracy theorists. They fucking cheated, and they cheated their asses off, and now we got proof. And I only wish we could have been able to come to this level of proof faster. But we got spineless judges who don't want to take up the mantle of that case so they found some way to throw it out. Either they didn't show up with enough evidence to prove there was something nefarious going on. They were like, ah, oh, no way, case dismissed. Uh, we've got spineless judges. Doesn't matter who appointed them. We've got lying lawyers. We've got lying 
going on in these different campaigns. We've got the ultra-rich swaying elections with fraudulent votes. And don't even get me started on the voting machines. There's a guy literally gave a demonstration on his cell phone of how he changed votes just by using his phone and one app got into the voting machine and changed the votes from Biden to Trump, Trump to Biden, vice versa. The voting machines were rigged. The ballot, ballot harvesting and ballot drop boxes, those were all rigged. 81 million votes for that geriatric piece of shit who doesn't even know his own fucking name? No. I knew it. It's bullshit. And now I got proof that it was bullshit. But how do you do? What do you do? You know? So each one of these phones has a geotrack signal coming out of it. What do you do? Well, you know what you should do? is the federal government should use the powers for good and unmask those phones. They even pointed out in 2000 Mules how they thought it strange because each one of these drop boxes was supposed to have a video camera installed by the federal government to monitor and watch the drop boxes so that there was no nefarious activity, no cheating. These people didn't give a shit. They walked up with a fistful of ballots held the door open and started shoving them in. You can watch them. They got all nervous. They drop a few, pick them up, shove those in, drop a few, shove them in. There was a case where somebody got caught via fingerprints out in Arizona doing Dropbox bullshit. And they thought it was odd. They couldn't figure it out why suddenly the people that they were seeing on video, particularly in Georgia, because there was a runoff, started wearing gloves. They hadn't seen anybody wearing gloves in the run-up to the general election. And then suddenly during the runoff, in the midway point through the runoff, these mules start wearing gloves. Well, they figured it out. The day before, a person had been convicted in Arizona by fingerprint. They, they used his fingerprints and figured it out. The next day, all of these mules in Georgia, they're all wearing gloves. And you watch one of them walk up. She's looking to the right as she walks up. She's almost looking directly in the camera. She walks up, uses her gloved hand, shoves in a bunch of ballots. As she's turning around, she's pulling off the gloves because she knows there's a trash can right behind her. But if she had never been there before, she never would have known that there's a trash can there because she couldn't have seen it because she was looking the opposite direction. Over a million votes were fraudulently placed in the 2020 election. Joe Biden is not president. Donald Trump is president. Whether you like him or not, I don't give a shit. He won that election fair and square if you get rid of all the bullshit that the left committed. That movie got me fired up, boy! Well, I'm going to leave it there. That's the show. I hope you enjoyed it. hope I entertained you. Got a good chuckle or a giggle. Uh, if you're interested in going into that raffle, it's $10 a ticket. 
shoot me an email at djkpublishinghouse at gmail.com. We'll get you entered up. If you're out of state, if you're not in Ohio, you're going to have to coordinate between two FFL dealers to get that gun shipped over state lines. I don't want anybody doing anything stupid and violating federal law. Do it right. Do it legal. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's what I got for you today. I'm just, I'm just really fired up, man. That's bullshit. And I've been holding that in for three days coming out of that damn movie on Monday. Mm-mm. All right, folks. Stay safe. Be good. Keep your head on a swivel. I'm out. Happy Hunger Games. And may the odds be ever in your favor. Mm-hmm.